On this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives, I talk about the ongoing events in Ukraine and the history that has led us to this moment. All this and more coming up on this episode of Dear Teenage Conservatives. I wanted to make an episode today that kind of um, went over the history of Ukraine and how we've got here um, in 2022 with an ongoing war going on between Russia and Ukraine. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are now uh, have knowledge about the war and why the war is going on to an extent. But a lot of people don't know the full comprehensive history that has led us to this moment because many people just think that 2022 was the first time that Russia made aggressive actions towards Ukraine when in reality it's been a history of over a thousand years of events between the two nations. So I just wanted to go over that and give people more of a context um, so people are knowledgeable about what is actually happening. The history of Ukraine has been long and comprehensive. If we wanted to talk about the very earliest conflict between the uh, nations of Russia and Ukraine, we could go back a thousand years, back to the Kievan Rus, uh, with them trying to take over certain lands in Eastern Europe and Western Asia. But I want to really focus on modern day Ukraine, the Ukraine that we know today. Um, if we want to start, we will start in the 90s when Ukraine declares independence from the Soviet Union. It is with this that Ukraine finally gained autonomy for the first time in probably hundreds, if not thousands of years. Ukraine has always had a distinct cultural identity compared to Russia uh, because of its very different culture um, and it's also very different religious aspects compared to many Russians. Um, many Russian people and Ukrainian people um, do see themselves as one in a way because even though their cultures are so distinct, they do have a lot of similarities. And the peoples um, of Russia and Ukraine sometimes see each other as brothers and sisters in a way. So that's something that you do need to keep in mind when going through this history. And it also explains why certain actions happened in the future. If we look at 2004... I would say that was the first major um, event that rocked Ukraine in its modern independence era of being a country that was able to govern itself. So for people that don't know, in 2004, there was uh, a very, very tight election um, in European standards between two candidates, Viktor um, Yashchenko and Viktor Yanukovych. So Viktor Yashchenko was an independent candidate in Ukraine, um, very loved in the interior parts of Ukraine, in many big cities such as Kiev, the capital, um, or in the west of Ukraine. Um, he was very pro-democracy, pro-freedom, and he wanted to align uh, Ukraine's values more with the European Union. Now, if we look at the opposite of this, we have Viktor um, Yanukovych, who was a Russian backed candidate actually who was very sympathetic with Russia and their sentiments 
And this election was highly uh, covered in 2004 in Ukraine and in Europe because it was going to set the stage of what Ukraine was going to look like um, in this new modern era. I mean, it was only the fourth election ever um, of president since the nation was independent. And in this election, it was very close. There was many uh, errors seen by the international community and by many election observers showing that actually um, Viktor Yanukovych, uh, I mean, in simple terms, he rigged the election. Many of the votes were miscounted or were put in the wrong columns, which put him ahead and he was declared the winner. But there was um, the Orange Revolution in Ukraine, in which there was many civil disobedience movements to where the government had to have another election. And actually, in the election, which was certified and was seen as more fair, Viktor Yashchenko, um, the one who aligned himself more with Europe, was elected the winner. Now, in this we also see where this big debate between um, certain parts of Ukraine being with Russia and certain parts of Ukraine identifying more as independent with Ukraine. Because in the east of the country, many people voted for um, Yanukovych, who was um, a Russian sympathist. Now, going forward in time, um, Viktor Yanukovych, who lost the election previously, uh, ran again and won, actually, by, again, close margins in European uh, measure of things. Now, Viktor Yanukovych aligned less with Russia when he began his term and actually promised to sign an agreement that would align Ukraine more with the EU and its economy. Now there was me- there was there, there was a lot of opposition from within his party and among his supporters in the east to more align with Russia again because of again what people saw as shared values and shared systems but um he he eventually did align with Russia and sympathize with them more in 2013 uh, Yanukovych, who was, again, affiliated with the Russians, actually changed course and said that he was not going to sign the agreement with the European Union, which rightfully angered many Ukrainians. Now, there were many Ukrainian politicians and many people in the government that criticized him for this, but surprisingly, they shut up very quickly. And later on in 2013, in about November, there was the beginning of a new revolution in Ukraine. It was called the Maiden Square Revolution. And pretty much it was where a bunch of Ukrainian citizens converged on certain regional capitals and in the national capital of Kiev, to protest against the government's change in action. Now, the thing that made this a unique time in Ukraine's history, which set it apart from many other times in Ukraine's history, 
was the fact that not only were certain demographics of people or certain people of a political affiliation coming out for these protests. We had teachers, we had students, we had doctors, nurses, uh, famous singers and actors, and even people that worked in the public service aspect of Ukrainian life, such as uh, street sweepers, garbage cleaners. All these people unified around a message of wanting to shift towards Europe and wanting to be more aligned with Europe compared to what they saw as a threat in Russia. Now, they protested um, for about 90 days, um, or maybe actually even longer. And in this time, at the beginning, it was peaceful. Um, there were not many provocations by protesters. Protesters tried to just get their message across to the government. And that's when we saw many famous people coming out in support of them in Ukraine. But by December, we see a big shift in this revolution. We see instead of peaceful protesting, um, the protests become violent, not because of the protesters, but because of the police and military that were sent out by President Viktor Yanukovych to uh, squash the unrest in the streets. Now, he thought that this move would stop Ukrainians and stop them from having disobedience protests in sit-ins across the country or even just in the capital. But when he sent out the police on one of the first nights um, to quell protests, instead of them stopping, it got more intense and more powerful. With this one move that he made to send out the police, orders were soon given after to start beating protesters and to start running at them and dispersing them. This, I personally think, is the spark that has led to um, events that have now happened modern day in 2022. So over the course of months until February, uh, many people had sit-ins in Maiden Square in the capital of Kiev and resisted the government and called for President uh, Yanukovych to step down. At first, he did not. At first, he continued with his brutality against the people of Ukraine and continued to quell them, and more and more and more people came out to the square. And eventually, in uh, late December, there was a point some estimates show low end of 15,000 and high numbers show 35,000 people descended upon the square in Kiev demanding uh, a change in Ukraine. And I think this is something also important to note. At this point in time, the protests became less about joining the EU and being part of Europe as it did having freedom in Ukraine, having independence, having the will to do what the Ukrainian people wanted from their government because of such brutality that was shown. And over December and January and into February, protests were violent with about, again, ranges of 100 to 200 people dying 
um, 20 of those being police officers. Now, the protests happen, the protests occur, and in February of 2014, um, a few months after the initial protests, um, Viktor Yanukovych agrees to have a coalition government that will not have him at its head. And soon we start seeing the system of Ukrainian politics unravel with Viktor Yanukovych, the president, leaving Ukraine and many other people, including the prime minister and some top officials in the government, resigning and promising that they will have early elections. Now, if you just heard this part of the story, you'd think that to yourself right now, you'd be asking why, well, why is Ukraine in such a bad spot? You know, they finally achieved their goal. They finally achieved freedom and independence and prosperity as a nation. Well, this is where things start to get interesting. In February, when the protests are dying down and agreements are signed by politicians in the government, Russia starts its invasion of Crimea using this opportunity of weakness in the Ukrainian government as its launching pad into what it sees as its rightful land in Ukraine. So the Russo-Crimean um, invasion happens. They take it over the span of a few months. And Ukraine is now in the situation that it is in today with the Russo-Ukrainian war. I think that people think that the invasion of 2022 in February was just a coincidence, an unfortunate set of events that Ukrainian people are going through, when in actuality it was planned and calculated. It was, the invasion was around the same time as the invasion of Crimea, around the same time of the Ukrainian revolutions. It was in the same time period of many large historical events. And Russia's new war on Ukraine and its people will not succeed. And this is why I think it won't succeed. With everything I've just said in detailed, Russia really thinks that it's going to take down a peoples who demanded free and fair elections in 2004 and won a democratically elected president, Viktor Yashchenko, and they really think that they're going to defeat a peoples who through all odds, took back their country from a dictator, Viktor Yanukovych, who aligned with the Russians. They really think that they're going to defeat a peoples who all, they all unified in a square and demanded change, even though they knew it was likely they weren't going to get it. Singing their national anthem, uh, singing cheers and praise for the change that they saw that their country needed and that their country could do. Russia thinks it's going to take down these people. I say 
as the rest of the world sees, Ukraine will win. Ukrainians are not going anywhere, anytime soon, and they will fight, just like they have done since Ukraine's independence in the 90s. They're not peoples to back down. And so anybody that thinks that Russia has a possibility of winning, just wait. Because I think the Ukrainian people will shock you. Now, with this history, long, complex history of Ukraine, I want to make a prediction. And I will start off by saying I hope I'm wrong on this prediction. Ukraine declared independence in 1991 and had the Orange Revolution in 2004. Then, later on, they had the Main Square revolutions and uprisings of 2014. So I think, with the war that's going on now, unifying the country, my prediction is Ukraine will be victorious at least by 2024 and take back their land that they've lost and regain land that they have lost in Crimea. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they do it before that. But I think that's their goal. I think there are peoples that are united, peoples that are strong. And all I have to say is do not underestimate Ukraine because the will of their people will surprise you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Dear Change Conservatives. It was really great to be able to share this um, insight for people that may have not known the full history of Ukraine or the events that have led up to today. Um, with that, uh, this is me signing off. Slava Ukraine!